So we beat them 3-1. I had, like, I think I've got two assists, yeah. hit the ball with this half volley from outside the box. And I was thinking if that goes in, <laughs> Back with another one, let's go. <clears throat> Hello lovely people, welcome to another episode of the Talk Your Talk podcast. I'm your host Namdeem, joined by my boy Dizzy Dan. What are you saying my boy? Yeah, I'm good man, good. Yeah. excited. How you been? Yeah man, ready. Yeah, I've been good, I've been good. Apart from the storm, I've been all good. All good today. How you, how are you coping with this man? <laughs> What's this? What time, what time you say you woke up again? Seven, early in the morning. What, to wheelie bins and I can sleep. <laughs> It's bad though, it's like it's proper bad. It was saying something about yeah, like 70, 70 mile an hour winds or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 bad. Like I was even gonna go out, but then I was like, no, nah, I ain't chancing that. <laughs> What's but they're saying staying staying under any circumstances, isn't it? Or something like that. Like they just don't yeah, want to be out, yeah. you know? That's what they're advising, yeah. Even more reasons to stay in. Watch a nice episode of Talk Your Talk, relax, put your feet up, you know what I mean? And we've got a exactly. cracker for you today. Let's make sure I get this right. Former Derby, Torquay, Rotherham, Fulham. Ipswich, Preston, Oldham, Grimsby, Transmere, Gillingham, Morecambe, and Orchingham. The ginger master himself, Mr. Pen Pringle, joins the show. How you doing? Hey. Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Yourselves? We're good, we're good. Thank you so good. much for we're thank good. you so much for coming on. Um, how's, how's the storm up in Manchester? Is it right? Not too bad at the minute, mate. Um, just not as bad as down south, so hopefully it stays that way. But yeah, it's uh, it's not great, is it? Not too bad. Yeah. And before we even start, I think a congratulations in order. I know you had a new uh, had a baby last week, so congratulations. How's things been there? Cheers, fellas. Uh, yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, just um, just carnage in the house now, but uh, all good, all good. <laughs> not surprised. Not surprised. Okay, let's get straight into it. What we even do? Um, please make sure you like and subscribe. Um, damn, we need to think of a nice creative way to make to make them like and subscribe. How are we going to do that? We'll think of it as time goes on. Yeah, as time goes on. But let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. Right now. But they got to do it, though. they got to like and subscribe. Um, wherever you listen to, listen to us on Spotify or on YouTube, thanks for joining us. And um, Mr Pringle, I know you've done a couple of these, so we're going to try and make sure that we don't ask you any questions that you've already, already been asked before. We do, it, we do it differently over here on TYT. So we're going to get straight into it with some icebreaker questions. Set the mood a bit. Um, loosen you up a bit so we'll start from the very start at the moment what song or artist do you have on repeat at the moment um, <laughs> I would normally say Drake but I wasn't really feeling his certified lover oh yeah are you serious you were feeling it I, I like a couple of the tunes don't get me wrong I think um, him and Kanye brought out album very similar times didn't yeah they? So, yeah I don't mind Donda, to be fair, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one, to be honest. I might have to go on my uh, on my playlist and have a look and see what what's uh, what my favourite is at the minute. Yeah. I couldn't give you one off the top of my head. You know what? I wasn't. I think I'm. I think I'm in a in a small percentage of the world. I wasn't a big fan of Donda. You know, I don't think it was great personally. No, I thought it was quite a good album. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it was. It was alright, but I mean, I like C.O.B. personally. I think it was alright, but it was a bit. I think yeah. by Drake's standards, it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you think, Dan? Uh, to be honest, at first I thought C.O.B. was a bit, mm, mm. but then over time it grew on me, innit? So yeah. like, and every time I listen to that album. I can't skip a song. So yeah, but that's straight speciality. He doesn't really do yeah. skips, in it? You know. Yeah, I think it's true. Everyone, everyone was saying it was like Drake versus Kanye, wasn't it? Yeah. When, they, yeah. when they brought them out first, but 
to be fair, Dave's album, I've been banging that, so yeah. I'd probably say, um, yeah, Clash and uh, In the Fire, is it? I think yeah, great too. Okay, cool. Did you see his um, the Brits performance that you did? I did, yeah, it was yeah. sick, wasn't it? Amazing, good, good. amazing, top yeah, artist, very good. And he's got his tour going on right now as well, so. No, I should have got a show. I'm gonna regret that not getting exactly. a, not getting a day ticket. <laughs> go on, we'll go with the second one. Go on, Dan. Uh, cool. So what I'm gonna ask you is that if you were to have your own late night talk talk show, what first guest would you get on? It's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, 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 um. I'd probably get Ricky Gervais. You know? Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I saw his um the trailer for his new show the other day actually. Yeah, after that. Yeah, after that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love The Office, so I don't know if you've yeah, seen that. But, classic, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, he's a funny guy, isn't he? So I'd, I'd probably say him. Would you go Would you go down that route, the funny route, or would you go down the more serious? Yeah, I think I'd have a mix, to be honest. Probably have um, someone serious, someone funny, and then some footballer, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that. Just a mix, really. Not too bad, not yeah. too bad. I think that's a good blend, to be honest. Yeah. I'd watch that show. And if we're getting into it now, you just touched on it there. If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Um, I'd be a DJ, I think. Ooh. And what, you spinning some it's CLB? Funny, it's funny you said that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I wasn't surprised at that. And you're going to spin some CLB or some Donda? What are you going for? Um, I'd probably... Yeah, I'd, I'd do a bit of that. I think I like house music as well, yeah, so okay, I'd, um, cool. I'd probably go down that route, um, like the Ibiza vibe and stuff like that. So okay. I think that's what I'd. If I wasn't a footballer, I think that's definitely what I'd be. Uh, that's what I'd, I'd look to do. DJ Pringle coming coming to a club near you. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. All right, nice one. All right, so let's get let's get into it, some of the questions. So, Dan, if you want to take away. Yeah, let's get into the real questions now. So I've clocked that um, you grew up in Newcastle recently, but you haven't really got like a strong Geordie accent on you. So I, I wanted to know like what happened. Did you live there for long, or how did you find life living in Newcastle? Like, yeah, I mean, me and my two best mates they always uh, make a joke about that as well because anyone that we meet new is just like you're from Newcastle, but you don't sound anything like you're from Newcastle. So. <laughs> And it, they, every time we meet someone new, they, they literally say exactly that. So, um, but yeah, I was there from about, I was born there and then moved away, came back when I was about 11 until I was 15. And then since then, um, when I went to West Brom, like in the youth team, like I've not really been back since then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because I've moved around about, uh, moved about as well, like my accent's just a bit messed up really. So <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, yeah. But it comes out when, obviously, if I'm speaking to people from Newcastle and stuff, like, it'll come out more. Yeah, yeah it's a bit messed up. On that topic on that topic of Newcastle, son, I knew that you grew up a Newcastle fan as well. Are you still, are you still a Newcastle fan? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I had a season ticket before I went to West Brom, so okay. had that for two years and then had to, obviously, give it up when I signed yeah. down there. But, yeah, I think the last 10, 12 years, it's been terrible yeah. to be a Newcastle fan. Um I didn't not support them. I just kind of gave up because it's so <laughs> frustrating. Um, Stress. But, yeah, mate. But I think now, obviously, fair play to the fans that you know who didn't kind of give up mm. and still went through the through the hard times. But obviously, everyone's everyone's buzzing now. So hopefully, uh, 
they can kick on. Well, you, t- you touched on it there. How do you feel about the takeover? Do you think it'll be a success? I know they've, I think they've won three in the bounce at the moment. How do you, how do you feel about their takeover and how it's going? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I can't see how it's going to fail. I think mm. they're going to, obviously they're going to go through signings, you know, like Man City did yeah. when they first started. Yeah. And they had a few, they got obviously the signed good players, but I think they not failed, but there's a couple of bad ones, wasn't there? Yeah. So I think that's going to happen when you've got that amount of money. So, but I think the signings they made in January were really good. And obviously, like you say, they've they've picked up since then. So it'll be, if they stay in the division, I think it's going to be interesting in the summer, especially with, well, they're the richest club in the yeah. world now, essentially. So, so they could do whatever they want, really. That, but we'll see. That's going to be weird to see them, like that sort of superpower, you know, because even... I mean, really now, obviously, if they stay up and stuff, we should be putting them up with the Arsenal's and the United's and the. And I'm glad you took yeah, Arsenal first. Run. The Arsenal's and the United's and the Chelsea. <laughs> and the I mean, that's that's how that's where they should be at. But I mean, only time will tell, really. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. That's it. Mm. That's what I was gonna say. So what I was gonna get onto is that um, you spent your longest part of your career at Rotherham, right? And uh, in 2012 and 2013, you achieved like back-to-back promotions, and like I think you said in a previous interview that like you don't know how you guys were able to achieve <laughs> that. I wanted to I wanted to see like how did the squad, how was the squad like for you guys to have gone on to achieve that? Yeah, it was a funny time. Um, obviously, everyone knows about the manager we had, um, <laughs> and he's quite unique the way he does it. Um, but it was yeah, it was just. A, a crazy time I think because he was kind of like that it brought the lads together more if you know what I mean mm. um, so he would be shouting and screaming and doing whatever on the sideline and in the dressing room and stuff like that but it kind of brought the lads together more yeah, yeah. Um, and it was kind of like I don't know not him versus us but we just stuck together because and we got you know frustrated when he had a go at us which riled us up even more which made us play better on a Saturday so um, but yeah it was it, it was a mad time but it, like you say we, we had success so it's, it was great really mm. yeah I can imagine uh, I was going to say as well is like if you had to pick your favourite moment like of playing with that team what would you say it was got an idea what you might pick yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. I think, I think, I think the, the, the Wembley game mm. is obviously the, the standout yeah. one. Um, but for me personally, I had a, like, probably the best game I've ever played was against Preston in the second leg. Mm. Um, so we beat them 3 1. I, like, I think I got two assists, yeah. hit the ball with this half volley from outside the box. And I was thinking if that goes in, <laughs> I was hearing you could hit them as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Twitter, so, Twitter yeah, talks yeah. about your left foot quite a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I definitely say them two games were, were probably the standout for me. To be fair, you've got quite a decent Wembley record, though, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's been lucky to go three times, yeah. um, one every time, and it's weird because we all every time I've been, I've been put in the home changing room. Yeah. Uh, every single time, so it's a bit like a bit of a weird yeah. one, but yeah, just. Same dressing room and then like managed to to win every time, so it's been really good. Fair play, fair play. We have a good luck on there, but um, we'll move on to we'll move on to um, the present day now. So obviously you joined um, All Chang last summer, and um, I just wanted to ask how first of all did that move happen? I know you said that um, I know you dropped down a league, um, you weren't playing as much last last um, season, but I think the way All Chang play, you said that was a big part of that move. How did that move happen? Um, my agent, he, he spoke to the manager um, and 
that was pretty much it. He just he just said we'd like to, like you to come in. Um, told me a bit about the club and how they play and stuff. And I think for me it was important that I just wanted to to play. I think after Rotherham I'd not really cemented down a place yeah. as a team as regularly as I did at Rotherham. So um, and especially last season at Morecambe, which was really frustrating. I just thought, you know, I want to go somewhere and and make sure I'm going to be playing and just try and enjoy it again, yeah. to be honest. So okay. that was that was the main main thinking behind it. How different was so it? Because that's I, the joy of the game. Yeah, it? exactly, exactly. If, if, it's ta- if, it's taken, if that's taken away from you, I mean, that's the main thing. I know you, even talking about the joy of the game, I mean, obviously you spoke about Steve Evans before and his methods and his tactics and how that got the best out of you and that at the point you are in, in, you are, you are in your career now. How different is that? Yeah, I think it was... It worked well for me because even though he could be a nightmare and he'd be shouting and all the rest of it, he, at the end of the day on a Saturday, he was just like, go and do what you what need to do. do. Yeah. So he kind of mm-hmm. he kind of just gave me that free reign and just said, listen, like I trust you, like go out and play. Um, and I knew I'd play every week, whereas it's not like the other clubs where I'd been at where if you have a bad game or two, you then know you're not going to play yeah. for, I don't know, a month or so. Whereas back then it didn't matter whether I played well or played medium or good or bad, like I knew I was going to play the yeah. next week. So it was like yeah. having that um, reassurance that I was going to play, really. Dan, what do you think? Do you think you're the type of guy that like reacts well to stern approach or you think you're quite the, the laid-back type and you've got to talk to and get to know you before you get the best out of you? No, I, I feel like I could react to both. Like yeah. Considering my scenario now, like on team I play with, Mm. Uh, my coach is quite laid back but I'm a laid back person naturally Mm. so I kind of grasp that on so like his motivation he's more of like a man motivator I take that on but if it's a stern approach I still feel like because of my personality and the way I am I still adopt it because of the love for the game you know what I mean but it just depends I feel like changing rooms as well play a big influence on that because it depends on how everyone reacts you know what I mean no, I agree. I agree. And, and even speaking to Ben now, and obviously what, listening to some of the um, old interviews that he's done as well, you seem like a very laid back type as well. And like the way you've gone through your career as well. So I don't know, maybe maybe that your your laid back approach compared to the stern approach of Steve Evans, maybe that was just a match made in heaven, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've had that all my career. People have said that I'm too laid back. <laughs> um, so that's just the way I am. But I think as a group, you know, if you draw a nil-nil or you're getting beat at home, he's going to come yeah, in and yeah. start coming yeah. for people. <laughs> and you, you brace yourself for it. And then when he comes for you, it's like, all right, I'll show you cool. the second half. Like, yeah. let's let's see what happens now. Then. And then you'll play well and then come in afterwards and you might have won the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he, yeah. he certainly triggers you to wake up and improve, basically. So, yeah, it definitely works. All right, so so obviously now halfway through halfway through the season, you've made twenty four appearances this season for Aldringham. How do you think the season's going for you on a personal level? You... Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's gone all right. Uh, I think I'd, obviously I'd like to play more games mm. as everyone would really. Um, but yeah, we had a bad spell from probably about November to January where we weren't winning many games. So um, yeah, it was difficult, but I think we've we've turned the corner now. So yeah. hopefully. From now until the end of the season, we should be have some good performances. I'm hoping. Yeah. I was telling I was telling Dan off camera actually, um, because I cover I cover Barnet. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. You must have come come down Barnet, and then um, I think it's nil nil to like sixty or seventy minutes, something like that. And um, and then Ben's gone to the right wing now, and like someone passes the right wing, you must drop the shoulders, cut on the left side, and just 
bent one in and the, <laughs> the stadium the stadium was all just like because I think I feel like Barnett was kind of expecting to win this game and he just bent one in and then he just walked off so <laughs> so calmly like <laughs> like prime bail or something but, but we'll see but then and finally how does Ultraman compare to the other places you've played for um yeah it's, I mean it's different because I've, I've been used to kind of full time you know yeah. for the last 12, 12 years going in training every single day so um that took a bit of um not adapting but it was just a bit a bit strange to begin mm-hmm. with to obviously going training twice a week but um yeah i think it, I, I i do like it to be honest because like i say last season at morecambe i was just not even playing or getting in the squad so it was frustrating having to go in every day and even though you knew the manager wasn't going to use you so um, I think if I was younger, it would be different because yeah. obviously everyone wants to, to get to full time. So, um, but I think for this stage of my career, it's uh, it's perfect at the minute. So, all good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So um, I've noticed that like you've been quite a journeyman over like, the football league ladder and everything. And I wanted to know and find out how you managed to reinvent yourself and be useful on every team you've played for. Good question, to be honest. Um, I think at Rotherham, I think the football's changed since I was at Rotherham. We mm. used to play 4-4-2. I was on the left just crossing balls in. Um, and I wasn't really blessed with natural pace, really. You know, like you see wingers now, they're just rapid yeah. down the wing. Yeah. Um, which wasn't me at all. But uh, Ipswich was kind of similar to Rotherham. But um, I don't know. I think the formations have changed and... You know, I went in like centre midfield or left of a three in mm-hmm. in midfield. So, which I think suited me my game like a bit more. If you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I, like I say, it's not that I couldn't still play on the wing, but I think as football's changed, like you say, I've kind of just had to adapt the way that I play and kind of play to my strengths really. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say that it's it's more that myself and the game has changed yeah quite a lot since since i first started so how how difficult has that been for you because i know other than rotherham for a good couple of years you've not, never really been able to say this is my club for a four or five year period how difficult was that for you to n- never really you know you've, you've always been great at whatever club you've been at but never really been able to settle down at one club how hard has that been yeah it's been tough um i think after rotherham I, th- I always think like if I didn't leave Rotherham, I'd probably still, still be, be there, there now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that would have been you know over ten years. So, um, but I think with the opportunities that I did when I left and signed for Fulham, mm-hmm. like obviously I couldn't turn that down. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it, there was a time probably halfway through Preston where I, I wasn't involved at all, wasn't making the squads, and I don't know. I just kind of fell out of love with the game. Yeah. You know, like I just thought yeah. I'm not playing. You know, all those type of thoughts goes goes through your head. Like most footballers, will have them throughout their career. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it, it it's been frustrating to like like you say, just not being able to kind of settle at a club for yeah whatever reason, really. But um, hopefully that'll happen at Altshingham this season yeah. if I if I stay on yeah. next year. So we'll see what happens. And has it been yeah. has it been the like the love of the game that's kept you? kept you going then even went through it the hardest times is it love the game is it a bit um, obviously family commitments as well what's kept you going I think I just as 
you know, it's, it's more that I, I can offer something. Yeah. As long as I can still offer something mm-hmm. on the pitch, then I know that I shouldn't just kind of let it go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's, like, obviously I'm getting on a bit now, but I, I think like, as long as I can still do that, you know, for however many years, then I'll I'll keep playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough because like you say, Rotherham, I was, I was just stood on the left crossing balls in. <laughs> and then from then to kind of, not played Preston at all and you know those types of teams where I didn't play for a year like you say it was about kind of reinventing yourself and Mm -hmm. coming back as a different player or trying to settle this place down in a team so yeah it's been it's been up and down but um, yeah hopefully it's uh, it'll be enjoyable for the next however many years that I play now like like speaking on that topic, I was just thinking like this just kind of reminds me. I don't know if this is just a me thing, but I feel like when you go out of that Premier League into the Championship League One, League Two, like Football League bracket, I feel like sometimes you're even though you might get a set contract for like two three years, it feels like it's a one year probably mm. rolling contract because I feel like it's so easy to fall out of place mm. with teams. And like you said at Preston, like you kind of find yourself not playing, kind of lose the love for the game, and it just like. It just happens. Like I don't know if you see the same yeah. mindset that I do, but yeah. Because play, players are in and out the door, managers are in and out the door, you know, and it's yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of harder to find it's stability in the lower league. Yeah, very cutthroat, very cutthroat. Which which is why I said it's such an achievement that that Ben's been able to stay in the game and always, yeah. always bring something Sustain to the team, whether it's off the left or the right in the middle. You know, um, it's great. Yeah, I think when I left Rotherham, uh, I signed. What was it? I signed two years at Fulham and then I left Fulham and signed three years at Preston. So mm-hmm. essentially there was like four or five years where I knew kind of I was under contract, um, mm-hmm. which was the security and, you know, what players want and look for. Um, yeah. I think after leaving, when the Preston deal expired, when I was 31, I think it was, that's when I realised kind of how tough it is for younger players or yeah. players trying to make their yeah. way because like you say, it's only one year contract max two years you've really got to impress and um try and get another contract try and get more money do whatever you need to do in a short space of time so um i think it's definitely harder now for players coming through like younger players especially you know league one league two national league um i think certainly below like national league and below it's it's even not worse but it's there's no real contracts, is there? Yeah, you can yeah, just send people yeah, out yeah. on loan or sign people whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I got lucky in that sense that I'd kind of had that security for four or five years. So, mm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough for some players, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I hear that. So, um, early in the interview, you said that like you like playing at Wembley and like you said that you've always won every time you played at Wembley. But like, so as well, your trophy cabinet must be stacked. <laughs> uh, if you had to pick one, that like, means the most to you, like which one you're choosing? Um, I think, yeah, I think definitely the, the first time with Rotherham, um, just for a number of reasons, the fact that um, we'd got promoted from League Two the season mm-hmm. before and we were in the playoff final for League One, like the season after that, which is not many teams can do. Um like you say, that I'd been there for a couple of years there. I was kind of a regular in the side. So mm-hmm. I felt like it was kind of my team that we'd got to mm. Wembley for the first time. Yeah. Um, and again, the fact that we were 2-0 down at half-time and kind of no one saw us coming back from that. So um, I think there was more kind of emotional feelings for the first one, definitely. But 
I mean, yeah, definitely the other ones as well. Um, they still mean a, a lot to me, but I think, yeah, the, that one against Leighton Orient was definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All right, let's get into a bit of a fun part now. Um, so, we, like I said before, I know you've um, you've had a couple, you've done a couple of these before. So we're gonna end on a quick fire round. Don't worry, we're not gonna ask you what your favorite favorite Pringles is. I know you've had that question five, six times. <laughs> so me, me and Dan are gonna, me and Dan are gonna fire some quick fire questions. You no thinking, quick straight, freestyle. straight answer. The first thing that comes to your head. You ready? Let's go. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. Again, I think I know what you'll pick for this one. What is the best goal you've ever scored, Mr. Ben Pringle? I'd have to say the one against Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what is the best thing about being a father? Um, I think I'm at the point now where my first one, he's like walking and talking. So it's mm. kind of having that banter with him. Yeah, um, and just like messing around with him, I think that's definitely the best part. So, the first year and a half is tough, but he's starting to have like a personality now. So it's, uh, and that's I think that, that's what I'm good at is winding people up. <laughs> that's what I'm uh, starting to do with him. You've had a couple of hairstyles in your life. What's what's your favourite? Uh, I've got to say the the blonde yeah. with the hairband. Um, I think my career went downhill when I lost that haircut. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I've had a few mad and bad ones, definitely. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's got. I've got to be honest. I think if you ask the majority of football league fans and they ask what's the, what's the iconic Ben Pringle haircut, they'll pick that one. I think. Yeah, that's the one. Like that's when, the one. when I got told that this is happening, I was like, "Oh, Ben Pringle!" Instantly, instantly. Yeah, I definitely think since I, I I shaved it at the sides when I when I left Rotherham, and I was just like, "What am I doing?" Like, <laughs> you don't feel the same. Yeah, I didn't I, I felt like when I didn't play with a headband, yeah. like I wasn't gonna play as well. Yeah, as yeah. The ginger still I, I working, but sorry about as it. Well. <laughs> yeah, for real, yeah. for real. But yeah, that's definitely the one I'd say. Uh, cool. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given uh, in football? Um, I think obviously the, the generic one is kind of you've got to go in and work hard. Um, but I think realizing now, as I've kind of got older, all the all the lads would say, enjoy it every day, and mm-hmm. you know the banter going out with the lads, playing with the lads, like, and you just be like, yeah, whatever, like. I've got years left, but I think definitely now coming towards the end, it's so true. You've just got a, it's a unique position. Mm-hmm. Like lads find themselves in mm-hmm. a very lucky position. So, you know, there might be days when you're in, it's raining and you've got to go out and train and everyone's moaning, but it's like the environment that you're in, you're never going to get it again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I say to all the younger lads, just like enjoy every, every minute that you in the building or you're training or playing like because it's uh, it might it's it, it, it'll all end eventually yeah. so Messi or Ronaldo uh, Messi. he's a lefty I know you go for that I know you pick Messi no. <laughs> <laughs> do you prefer playing on the left or right wing say again sorry do you prefer playing on the left or right wing um, or, or midfield actually uh, Rotherham yeah, I think at Rotherham it was definitely on the left, mm. but I mean I've been playing on the right for Altrincham and I I really enjoy that. So a bit of both, to be honest. I don't think I could. I think now on the right, I'd say yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you could play for any team that you've played for in the past and you could play for them now, who would you play for? I think I know what he's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a tough one. I'd, I think it would have to be Rotherham or Fulham, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And then, Mr. Ben Pringle, what is the best football podcast on the planet? There's only one. There's right only answer, one. Right? There's only one right answer. <laughs> talk your talk. Oh, yes, he knows. He knows. He knows. <laughs> and with that, will end it there. Ben, thank you so much for your time. Um, good luck with the rest of the appreciate season. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. We'll be we'll be watching. Um, hoping for a return of the of the bleach blonde look. But no, I, I hope everything goes well. Um, congratulations again with the baby, and thanks for coming on. Nah, no worries, fellas. Mm. Cheers for having me, and uh, all the best. If there's anything I can do, like speak to any of the other lads for you I'll, I'll definitely put you forward oh, no worries we appreciate that we really do appreciate that